Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. This podcast is brought to you by Native Grape Odyssey. Native Grape Odyssey is an educational project financed by the European Union to promote European wine in Canada, Japan, and Russia. Enjoy. It's from Europe. Hello, this is the Italian Wine Podcast with me, Monty Ward. My guest today is Angelo Minelli. Angelo is a wine specialist at winesearcher.com. Where are you based then, the Wine Searcher? Wine Searcher is based in Auckland. In Auckland uh, and New Zealand? New Zealand, yes. Uh, actually, Wine Searcher was created in London in 1998. Uh, Martin Brown is the owner and the founder. And after a few years, actually, he's Kiwi, he moved in Auckland and he established business over there. Actually, a few months ago, we are pretty excited because we opened a new office in London just to be more close to our customer here in Europe. So we are in Auckland and in London. So where, I mean, where do you spend most of your time? Most of my time is in Auckland. I live in New Zealand, pretty much four months in New Zealand, two months in Italy. Because where, where are you from in Italy? I'm from Lombardy. I'm from Franciacorta. So my family has a business there. We own 12 hectares of vineyard, so I'm in Italy a couple of times of year just to manage my business and manage the, my little vineyard. Do, are you extra careful when you're writing the description of French quarter wines for Wine Searcher? Absolutely. <laughs> I keep an eye. I, actually, I'm the, I have the privilege to work with um, 55 people, almost 60 people, really knowledgeable people. They have a different background, IT, excellent writer, master of wine, and I have wine specialist. I'm the only Italian wine there. So I keep an eye, of course, for the Italian product, for Franciacorta. So how does Wine Searcher work? Uh, it's pretty easy. I mean, it's, you can have a website or an app. So mainly you just type a keyword, can be a producer name, can be a grape variety, can be a wine style, and you set up a search so you get results. The result gives you actually the location where you can find the product. So if I'm, an obvious question, I'm, I'm sitting at home in London and I want to Google, uh, sorry, to wine search Brunello di Montalcino, for example, or even a particular winery. I would type that in and it's going to tell me where my nearest retailers are? Exactly, yeah. Actually, you can have two possibilities. One is type, second is scan the label. Maybe you already drink that wine and you particularly enjoy, so you can just scan and you have like uh, directly the information that you need. So just a normal, are you talking about a QR code or just a normal No, 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 no. You just scan the label of the bottle and so you get the information that you need and that is really cool. But otherwise you can just type the keyword the wine producer and you can apply some filter so you can if you are in London you can just see around UK where you can find or maybe if you are traveling maybe you are in Italy so you can switch in a different country uh, the location and you can find different results if I'm a wine producer and I want to put my I might just say my wine is called Chateau Monte. How do I get it listed on Wine Searcher? Do I have to pay? Actually, we have merchants, so we have wine shop that they list their wine, and so and actually they tell us when they become our sponsor the list of the wine that they have. So actually, those products are in our database. So they pay a fee it. to be registered. Exactly, yeah. 
and it's up to them to supply you with the right information. Exactly. So, I mean, when I create a wine or when I have a wine in a database, is the job of the wine specialist to check that every information is right, the denomination, for example, is right, the grape variety, the style. So we are in charge to maintain it, to implement the database according to the website, from the producer website, actually. So you have to do, you also have to do a lot of double checking then? Absolutely, yes. Even because you need to consider that most of the winery, sometimes they stop the production of a product, or maybe they just relabel the product. So all the time we need to update all the information. Even the blend sometimes can change. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, you, from your perspective, big data is, is kind of the, one of the buzzwords of our time, but you are getting a lot of data, obviously, about your customers, what they're searching for, when searches maybe go wrong, just due to a spelling mistake, for example, and you exactly. can correct that. But you're also getting a lot of um, data from the wineries. So, I mean, in, in your only way of monetizing that is when I go online, I select a wine, I buy it, and you're going to get a percentage. That's that's the business model. Um, as well as we, listings, people pay for the listings, as you We said. don't sell wine, actually. Okay, that is the most important thing. Our business idea is like to be the Google of the wine. The search. So the search. Yeah, as the search engine. Actually, the merchant, the active merchant, they pay us to be seen to get results, but we don't have any commission in transition about selling wine. Okay, we don't sell wine. We just wanna give the information. Connect. Yeah, exactly. Connect a buyer with a with a seller. Exactly. Exactly. But actually, the customer, they are really important for us because all the time they give us feedback feedback about some misspellings, some mistakes, some even evolution in terms of the products. So are really, really important for us to, if you consider that we have 10 million of offer, it's pretty huge. 10 million so, wines listed? Uh, no, price offer, okay. okay. You consider that we have, of course, some mistakes, so we need feedback from the customer. I've written to wines, when I find a couple of spelling mistakes in I remember some Italian regions, I just write and say hi just to let you know it's, you know, I would do that for anybody. I mean, yeah. you, know. you need to consider that we have an excellent feedback team that they reply promptly. But when searcher is not just engine search. Even we have writer that they all the time publish great article and that is a really um, the encyclopedia I want to say site is really really important but we have IT we have graphic that they are excellent and so it's like a business that actually we have different skill that they, we bring together and we deliver this excellent product. Yeah, so a website that you can get information from in, in terms of education um, and as you say you don't sell anything you just put potential buyers in contact with potential sellers yeah and you just take a margin for helping that relationship or a fee you're saying a fee not a margin yeah actually you need to consider that when you use our wine searcher tool it can be free okay but if you type and you get result you get less result you get certain amount of result okay for the free version if you pay hundred dollar per year so in that case you get all the results so and that is the pro version so with the pro version you get access to more data to more information and it's the complete version of WineSearcher. okay so you've got two tiers so I mean that's quite clever because you've got potentially everybody can be involved um, and if you really want to use the tool to its full then you pay a subscription as you would exactly. and I think that's the model isn't it a bit of free content and then the rest is subscription yeah. online that's the future really isn't it? that's where yes. we're going yes. whether it's photography or, exactly. or whatever and we are really proud uh, about our 
our amount of data, of information that we can deliver. Because most of the time, what I want to try to explain to the people, they even they know us, they know how we deliver our service, but actually you need to consider that we have an, a big amount of information. So those amount of information are really strategic and really important for, I want to say, producer, for merchant, for consortium, association of, of production. Why? Because actually we can see the tendency or see how the market is going Trends. and we can and yeah and we can just give them a lot of information so we can deliver even some reports that they are really important to understand better a wine market we deliver some reports those reports are really important because actually for it depends for a winery for a producer for a merchant so they have a question they have particular question about some market and we can provide well, can give, us give us a couple of examples of, of you know, a merchant in London is going to ask you a question about, I don't know, the Japanese market for Pomerol. Is that is it that specific? Yeah, I mean, an example of, I want to say, Tenuta Sanguido uh, asked me some information about where my wine is sell, in which market, so I can provide them a report where I can see Tenuta Sanguido, the size, bottle size, if it's a bottle, it's a manium, it's half bottle, whatever, which merchant, in which market, for which price, price after tax, and so... Actually, Tenuta Sanguido, for example, can see and, and can understand better when the, the market can be strong or when the market can be weak. And this can be for everyone, so for every producer. And what was Tenuta Sanguido's most famous wine? Sasikai, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah. So it, wasn't, it wasn't a test. It was no, like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. So, I mean, that is quite, I mean, it, you know, it is quite useful because obviously odd formats, whether it's a, a double magnum is expensive to ship and if it gets dropped it's very very expensive so you want to make sure that that particular bottle size of what is a very famous and sought after wine is going to end up in the right place it's not going to end up in a shop Exactly. Somewhere where it's going to stay there for years and years and years. Exactly. The wine will spoil. Nobody's going to buy it. It's a cost to everybody and it's not going anywhere. So that is pretty useful. Yeah. It's a great yeah. example you've given. But Maybe. even you need to understand that we can understand better, for example, where the Italian product, I want to talk in general, can be present in a market. So what is the percentage? can be like in 90% of present, 80% of present. For me, when I talk about presence, it's like at least one bottle is in a merchant store you know and so and this is really important to understand how products are in a strong or in a weak position how you can improve for example for a consortium it's important to understand where a product for example Franciacorta uh, is no? when you're saying a consortium what you mean is the, what you mean is the consortium which is the, the group of producers have a body that um, say in Franciacorta Brunello yeah. it could be 100 or 300 producers and they all pay their consortio money for marketing and advertising and what you're saying is if they can get accurate data exactly and just say you know we paid a thousand euros each for marketing our Brunello in Japan for example and there's not a single bottle of wine sold in Japan in the following year, you're going to go back to the consortium and say, listen, you're not doing your job. And and that's going to say, yeah, we are, yeah, we are. And we said, hang on, this guy's got the data from wine surgery. He's exactly. We haven't sold a bottle in Japan, so something's gone wrong somewhere. Exactly. So that is exactly. incredibly useful, this, this, this is really, really important. And most of the people, as I say before, they think that our services just provide prices and where you can buy. But actually, the, the amount of data that we actually own is really useful, important to give a lot of answer a lot of questions from producer merchant what, what's your favorite kind of geeky 
data thing that you that you look for? I mean, uh, I know that's probably not a very serious question, but I mean, um, what's the most sort of minute, most detailed search that you've done? Actually, you can work in different level. For example, in a in a market, you can just see in that market which kind of denomination are really famous. First of all, country after denomination. In the denomination, you can see the vintage, and for each vintage, you can go to the price. So you can work in different level. Okay. So and this is really really important because you need to understand that in a market, you can provide and you can deliver really precise and tiny information. So, and this is up to the person actually that asked me a particular question to understand the data that I provide, actually. So, if I'm, I'm a producer and I want to know, again, a Brunello, and I want to know how Brunello is, is doing in, I don't know, South Korea, whatever. Whatever, yeah. Um, and how do I get in contact with wine searches? Obviously, I would have already been in contact with you to have my wine listed but I mean how do I get in contact I just write you an email yeah you need to write us an email at uh, our feedback okay and do and you so suggest listen we would suggest you you ask us to analyze this this and this or do they come to you so we just want to hear about our wine no I think that the best option is just to contact us give us roughly an idea what they want to do and actually we can start to talk and actually build exactly the ideal report that they need because actually every report is not a standard report but it's tailored it's designed yeah, it's bespoke it's for specific for the questions because it's really difficult for me to just give you and provide specific example because we are talking about a lot of data and so it depends what do you want to know exactly and based on that I need to do we need to do in our team actually have to do a detailed research so and after but how long would that take you to I mean obviously you've got all the data but you've got to try and filter through it to give the to what it's like doing a presentation is it in front of a, an audience you you know you may know everything about Brunello but we're just really looking for specific bits of all the data we've got on Brunello sales in Japan or wherever it is how long does it take to roughly to prepare the that. Obviously, it depends on the question, but is it easy? Is it a couple of buttons that you press and bing, the report uh, comes out? Or? Um, it's just a few hours, I want to say. It's pretty straightforward. Okay, because our database is well organized, so we can just easily pick up the information that we want. So you can understand when you go in a library and every book is perfect in every position, so it's easy for you to access to the data. It's exactly the same in our situation. That's a great analogy. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great, it's a big library. You just know exactly which shelf. Exactly. Third, third book from the left. Exactly. That's where we need to be. Exactly. Okay, exactly. so you, you're a very friendly chap and you're kind of like a very, friendly geeky but what you're doing actually isn't geeky it's actually logical and um, very well thought out and precise yeah it's really precise you need to understand that uh, our wine specialists um, our people are really really they have a really strong knowledge they have a different background from the wine industry of course but they have a really good knowledge and every year they improve knowledge because they participate to courses to they attend events just to understand how the market is going, how the producer, what they are doing. So 
I'm really pleased to work with important and really knowledgeable people. So you're saying that the people that obviously the content on Wine Searcher is people writing, your employees writing kind of articles explaining this region or this particular winery, for example. So almost it's, you're sponsoring journalism as well. I know obviously it's a commercial venture, but you know describing again Brunello, for example, and it's got this many named areas and the production is X and the altitude we, is Y. We have we have content writer that actually they write amazing article about different topic. Most and most of the time I invite even producer if they are keen to tell us some nice story, unusual story, it's all the time storytelling, all the time is like really, really important. But beside that side, that actually is really, really important, we have even an encyclopedic part that describe you every denomination. Actually, there is a division country by country, in each country the denomination, and for each denomination we have description even for the grape variety, for the style. So this part is really important because even for the customer, for example, doesn't know anything about wine, can just simply read and can understand better what's going on and all the information that we have. So it's a one-stop shop. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you think about, we won't name any names, but famous websites that do list wines and they write articles as well and they they list wines but most of the time as far as I understand they are just doing that as a favour to their subscribers because the subscribers say right well you can buy this wine at Berry Brothers and Rudd for example and here's the link and you go to Berry Brothers now whether Berry Brothers give a percentage or not as an example I'm just saying I don't know but in your case you've definitely got that matrix worked out where a click and a purchase is um, good for the winery but it's also as you're providing the service you're getting a fee you're not doing it for charity mm-hmm. whereas if I write an article say I had a great Brunello called uh, Brunello Monte whatever it's called someone buys it I don't get any money because I'm not set up for that so that's good oh, yeah so, uh, also I mean in a way it's is there any sort of conflict do you think between you know you're not selling directly but you're putting buyers in contact with sellers conflict of interest editorially because there's always that worry in wine or anything where there's I, I think that for wine searcher we have really transparent condition uh, you need to consider that the mo- the key in this I want to say I want to compare our wine searcher application with Google so actually if you want to buy something you are not picking the bottle from a box so you know exactly where are you going so they are different model in the market our competitor that actually they provide kind of the same service but actually you don't know where are you buying so and this is this is really different compared to what we do because for us transparency is really important for the customer actually we direct the customer to the wine shop and so they exactly know and you need to consider that every merchant has a rating so actually for us it's really important that the merchant they are selling the good product the right product they are selling what actually they declare and they don't do a bit and bite and switch so for us it's really important to give them a score actually that is uh, came from a different I want to say elements okay we have different criteria but this for example is another element that we prove that actually we are working with uh, genuine people okay so, so if, I, if I'm a wine merchant in London and I've got three bottles of Brunello's or whatever three bottles of Sassicaia is it up to me do I have access that I have to put my own data onto your server and to say yeah I've still got stock and when those three bottles are gone if a customer comes and Google Sassicaia London my name won't come up because you know that I'm out of stock. Yeah. And so I have to do that yeah, in my own office. Yeah, because actually, right? actually, you provide us your list, and all the time you renew your list. Online, because, obviously. Yes, because otherwise, if you don't do that, 
first of all, we inform you and you say, hey, we receive a feedback from the customer and actually you say that you are selling Sasikaya and actually at yeah. the moment not. So probably you need to renew your list, okay? And maybe you say, yeah, sorry, it's my fault. I need to do and thanks. But if you keep going, so this uh, reduce your score level. So you become like a merchant that is like not reliable, I want to say. So that. basically, <laughs> there are two merchants near each other in London one block apart they both sell Sasakaya and one of them is very forgetful or just doesn't be bothered to update its Sasakaya levels the other merchant's going to get the sales and it's up to the merchant that's been a bit lazy to, to get with the programme and to, and to, and no, to work it's, that it's really it's really important does that so happen a lot though that you've got wine merchants that, that don't keep up their their inventory on, on your online system but are or are they pretty good no they are really good they are really good. As I said before, thanks even for the customer that actually they give us feedback so we can all the time have a connection with the merchant and we are sure about the service that they are provide. So that is really important. But actually we are pretty, pretty happy with the people that we are working. Okay, so no, no sackings coming. All right, no. now final question. <laughs> you go home at night, you cook yourself some dinner. What do you drink in New Zealand, New Zealand wines? What are your favourite New Zealand wines? This is the New Zealand wine podcast for the next four minutes. And then uh, we'll get on to your Italian favourites. What do you like in New Zealand? I love Pinot Noir. I have my favourite producer in New Zealand. From Otago uh, or Mo- no, Martin No, it's unusual. He's in Nelson. He's uh, Neudorf. Uh, yeah, I love, guy, I yeah. love the product. But actually, in New Zealand, uh, most of the people when I travel overseas, they ask me about the famous Sauvignon Blanc. Actually, New Zealand is famous for that. But I would like to remind people that New Zealand is not a great producer of Sauvignon Blanc, but they have amazing Pinot Noir and Chardonnay uh, as well. I think is Chardonnay, the yes, yeah. yeah, Pinot Gris uh, is the new I want to say trend. But that's uh, another, another. That's also Nelson is famous for its Pinot yes, Gris, isn't it? Yes, yeah. so yes, yeah. do another one. Of yeah, yeah. Do you, I mean, do you I get to travel in, in New Zealand? Do you get to go down to Otago and places? Yeah, 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 yeah. I travel in a lot of wine regions, yeah. For holiday or for research? The first year when I moved in New Zealand, I work in Marlborough because my background is winemaking. So I work for oh, okay. Wheaton Hills. You just slip that little fact in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's quite unusual. I mean, it's quite funny because actually I work for a lot of years as a winemaker. I start my career in Europe, in Italy. I work uh, for 10 years for Cade Bosco in French Accorta, okay. and so I work pretty much for them. And I have really, really low position like seller hand, and year by year I improve, and I, I reach like the step of winemaking, and was really, really important moment for me. Uh, after that, when I moved to New Zealand in 2015, I worked for Wither Hills, that is pretty uh, well-known and big. Since then, I start to travel even in the wine region, meet the producers, so I know a lot of producers over there, and I visit pretty much all the wine region in New Zealand, so, and it's fantastic, no? Yeah, it's a a great place. obviously. We are lucky, we are lucky. We live in a happy places. Yeah, it's a tiny, tiny bunch of islands in a massive ocean. Yes, yes. Okay, I want to say thanks to my guest today, Angelo Minelli from uh, winesearcher.com, who's their Italian wine specialist thanks for for explaining all the intricacies of um, of what appears like a fairly simple website but what goes on behind the scenes is very seems very well thought out and actually quite complex trying to marry desire for wine with the product itself so well done you thank you thanks it was really nice to us really nice to meet you oh, but you didn't you. ask me which kind of wine i love italian oh, wine i love which wine is, and you're not allowed to say lombardy oh. you can't play for the home team you've got to say anything but lombardian wine so no franchicotto I love Aglianico, 
I love Alianico, I love Sagrantino. So you like strong, robust yeah, reds? Yeah, tannin, rich in tannin. Is that even a to all that sparkling wine you had when you were small? Probably, yeah, yeah but I love this kind. Sagrantino, Alianico, Oof. fantastic. And Tuscany, I have Morellino di Scansano. Really? <laughs> Tiny, unusual, and... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, you've got a mix of um, 100% Sangiovese and then kind of Bordeaux style. What about the, the Bulgari? And we talked talk about that, Sassicaia, that kind of area as well. The international style that's done really, really, to really high quality. Do you like those wines? Probably during my experience or during my life, I just shift with unusual grey variety, I want to say, or maybe not so popular. Usually I tend to go for really even unusual grey variety like Tintilla del Molise or really... <laughs> that is pretty far <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, well, what exactly. about white wines, things like um, Verdicchio? Or... I, I found some... I don't have a big knowledge about Verdicchio, but I try, I taste some really good sparkling Verdicchio, yeah. really nice, interesting. But, but I like even, for example, Lazio, Pecorino, mm. so, yeah, unusual, and Vermentino. Mm. Um, I like, and oh, Grillo, Grillo, Grillo and Tarato, Sicily, Sicily, fantastic product. So, and it's something I love the local grape variety because actually it's our identity, something that we can have, and it's something that you can't find ev- anywhere in the world. So I go for that. Okay, we're big fans. Rather of than the big and the famous one. Big fans so. of native wine grapes. <laughs> you did a special section on uh, winesearch.com. Yeah, and I'm and I'm really curious wine. about. Biodynamic, natural. We're going to leave that for like, another time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've just done a biodynamic interview. <laughs> Wherever I go, I get asked. Um, but you can, well, you can maybe next time you can interview me about biodynamics because yeah. in New Zealand where you are, it's not. You have some great biodynamic producers, but it's it's um, a little bit behind on um, on organics. It's getting there. But yeah. It's a little bit behind yeah. still. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Thanks. Grazie. Great to meet you. <laughs> Grazie and, mille. Uh, I will try and I uh, will do the next one in Lombardian. Ah, yeah, when you want. So you need to consider that every couple of months I'm here. (laughs) Ciao, grazie. Hello, thanks for tuning in to the Italian Wine Podcast. Our channels are SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify and Himalaya FM. We're also widely available on other podcast apps. Our official website is italianwinepodcast.com and that's all one word. If you're using iTunes, feel free to rate the podcast or write a review. Thanks. This podcast has been brought to you by Native Grape Odyssey, discovering the true essence of high-quality wine from Europe. Find out more on nativegrapeodyssey.eu. Enjoy. It's from Europe. Follow Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook and Instagram.